um, you managed to find your dogs okay then? Yeah, they went on an adventure. Um, I was really hung over, so I just like left my bedroom door open and the front door open to let them wander in and out, depending on what they felt like doing. Yeah, and then uh, when I was packing packing up my car, I got ready to leave. I was like, oh, I need the dogs, but there was no dogs. They oh went, no, they had gone on an adventure. Oh, did they come back with any battle scars or like a funny hat or anything? No. Basically, anything to imply they were on some sort of Disney esque adventure. Well, Ted had an eye patch, but he didn't need it. I think it was just for fun. Hercules had like a really tiny top hat. <laughs> Hercules had an I'm with stupid t-shirt. <laughs> it was pointing up at his face. Oh, uh, yeah. So why were, you in, why were you in Donegal? I was up home in Donegal because... Oh, hang on. I need this. Oh, <laughs> oh no. It's fizzing everywhere. <laughs> Suck harder, Steve. Suck harder. Yeah, suck it as hard as I can, man. <laughs> so, oh, God. My mother had organised a big charity event in Killybegs. Mm-hmm. It was a pop-up fashion boutique of nearly new, nearly new clothes, I think they called them, which is like a fancy way of saying used clothes. Yeah, okay. And they sold loads of them and they made 6,000 euros. Fuck yeah, that's also, great. That's fucking brilliant. Then we also had like a big hoolie, I guess you could describe it as. They had like A hoolie? A hoolie. Like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, like a hootenanny. Hootenanny, for, for our American listeners. Box social. Box social. <laughs> uh, a gathering of people with lots of alcohol and then we had an auction and we had a raffle and people got really drunk and more money was raised. And the reason we were doing all that is that my dad died of cancer last year. Yeah. Um, he battled pancreatic cancer for a year. And I don't know if the listeners remember because I was actually kind of hurt by you all by not even noticing I was missing for one of the episodes. And all of a sudden there was a very camp lovely um, man talking about LGBT issues, but no one yeah. noticed. Oh, where's Steve? No, people know. People noticed for sure. We just then, didn't broadcast the reason at the time. I'm sure people would have been more vocal about it if we actually told them why you were missing. I oh, know. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, obviously, yes. If I had said why I was missing, there would be there would be more sympathy. But the fact is, yeah. they just like nonchalantly shrugged and went, "Oh well, what in politics can survive perfectly well without Steve <laughs> as long as it has Richie?" Oh, it can't survive, and you know bloody well it can't. <laughs> Shucks. Um, yeah. So that, I had to take that off because the the whole funeral thing was happening. And then yes. my mother decided to put a lot of her energy this year into doing something good to get something good out of it. So that was the result of that. And of course, mm-hmm. like any gathering of Irish people it involved a lot of alcohol. So I'm very sensitive and sore today. Oh, well, it was done in the name of a good cause. So Good cause. That's, a, that's an ethical hangover you have right now. We're not going to blag for money for our own causes this time. We're going no, to No, no, no. That's so gauche. That's so... That's what? Gauche. What's gauche? <laughs> it's a word I heard fancier people than I use. And I'm going to try Google it now, but gauche, how do you spell gauche? It sounds like you're just mispronouncing goat. Gauche. That's so gauche. Oh, there we go. Gee. Unsophisticated and socially awkward. Jesus. That's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm ruining uh, what, what otherwise would be a very sincere and earnest uh, plea. Plea, plea for funds. Um, obviously, we've raised loads and loads of money already from the fine people of Killybegs. We basically mm-hmm. picked them up and chucked them by the ankles until all their money fell out. That's but a classic move. We can't do that for you people over the internet land. So we will have a link in the show notes to the Just Giving page for the cause. And I'll make sure that'll remain open for another couple of weeks if anybody would like to throw a euro or two or a dollar. Probably no good throwing any pounds because as we will talk about later, they'll be worth nothing soon. So <laughs> if you have any Greek drag or anything like that we'll take it all literally anything at all anything uh, at all uh, rupees from the Legend of Zelda games I think at this point would be gold, a better investment gold as well. doubloons um, just as long as they're not cursed by ancient Aztec curses that's fine 
shiny Pokemon cards also oh, yeah. tend to hold their value pretty well. Sh- shiny Charizards, I mean. I think, yeah, Zapdos, a shiny Zapdos will go for like a minimum of $70. I used to have a shiny Zapdos, eBay. it was great. Really? Yeah. We need to talk. Um, but yes, yeah, so this, this is a rare, sincere, earnest, cold open. Usually we talk about farts or something. But <laughs> this is a nice change of pace. So yeah, give deep, give often. Uh, it's for a good cause. Yes. How much have you given, Richie? Jerk. Uh, I'm going to donate right now while the theme music's playing. Wow, I, got, I just got an email notification from Just Cause. You actually donated your shiny Zapdos. <laughs> One shiny Zapdos. I didn't realize their website, um, there's a drop down under the currency, what you want to give. But yeah, shiny Zapdos is his top of the list. So yeah. <laughs> and that's a really, really progressive, progressive website. <laughs> um, okay, now that we got all that shilling out of the way, what are we, what are we going to talk about this week, Steve? Um, we were supposed to talk about something else, but because of the shenanigans of... I wasn't really helping to organise, but I did a lot of drinking and helped on the night, so I didn't have time to organise a proper episode. So instead, we'd address all the crazy politics that's going on in live time. Yeah, there's a lot of it's got, there's a lot of news stuff happening, so we're going to try to get this episode up earlier than normal if we can, because yeah. <laughs> otherwise it's just going to be, something's going to happen that's going to be completely redundant and useless. It's probably happening right now when we're too busy looking at microphones instead of BBC News. But so anyway. Right now, it's Sunday, March 24th. It's 20 past six. Uh, in the evening so we'll see we'll see how quickly this goes out of date right so first let's talk about America let's talk about America I heard that our boy Mueller's uh, submitted his homework it's Mueller time it's Mueller time stop see that doesn't sound so bad and NPR politics said it so I can say it too they're a bunch of nerds all right we're 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 want to make these kind of jokes great it sounds like uh, like Miller time Richie you know the Miller the beer oh the beer oh you genuinely didn't get that connection oh you knob you total knob. I'm just a supportive friend. You <laughs> you said something and you seem to be proud of it. So Jesus Is it Mueller bitch. or Mueller? Uh, I've heard both. I think it's yeah. Mueller. I think it's Mueller. Because it's M-U-E. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with Mueller for now. Mm. Um, yeah. The Mueller report. It's there. Um, but the only problem is, is that we don't really have too much to talk about because it is still entirely confidential. So the process... Oh, we're going to speculate a- though. Oh, we're going to speculate. Oh boy, we will speculate. I'm going to make it all up and then I'll be totally wrong. But it won't matter because you'll be too interested in what's actually going on. Anyway. Yeah. Or um, if you just say enough things, law of large numbers, you're bound to be right. I know. Like if you just cover every possible eventuality. 86% of the time you are exactly correct. And that's what we're going to talk about now. Excellent. On Friday at midday... Mueller's team delivered the report to the Attorney General. What does that look like? Like, do they actually march up with a big secure case? Is it a digital thing that's submitted? Do they meet at a, like, is there an official designated spot where these things go down? Like, what's the practicalities of it? I suspect that Mueller and his team physically walked copies of the report into the Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. and handed them to the Attorney General. And we're talking five copies, maybe? Right, at most, and they would right. not be giving any digital copies because they do not want anything like that to leak. Right, and the, and then what happens is is that the Attorney General, whose name I forgot right now, um, it's not Bob Rosenstein. Anyway, he's only recently appointed because um, Trump sacked his, his previous one, Jeff Sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, he will. He has informed Congress and the White House that he has received the results of the report, and the only thing he is obliged to tell Congress at the moment is whether or not. The Department of Justice decided not to act on any recommendations from the special counsel. And he can he has already said 
he has not. They have, the Department of Justice has not stopped or has not held back on anything that they were in, they were instructed to do by the by the by the special counsel and his and his findings. Okay, sorry, say that again. That that, that, that didn't make any sense. There's a couple of double negatives in there that I just cannot follow along with. <laughs> okay, so the only thing that they've legally he's that the attorney general is legally obliged to do right now mm-hmm. is to inform Congress whether or not he stopped the special counsel from pursuing indictments. Right, okay. And the Attorney General has said he did not stop Mueller from in, from investigating or or pursuing any indictments. Okay, so that's literally the only thing that he has to, to disclose so far, right now. Right okay. now. The next step then is it is up to the Attorney General to decide how much he wants to release. Oh, okay. So it's even not... Even to Congress. Because really? Once, once it goes to Congress, it will leak. It's, it's fair game then at that point. No, it's not even fair game. It's not meant to be. It could still be like top secret, but it will leak. It just, okay, because there's leak. just too many people involved. Exactly. And the okay. Democrats are there and the, it'll, no matter what is in it, there will be something juicy there to try and hurt the president. With. <laughs> a Democrat would be like skipping out of the building. And, Whoopsie! And just <laughs> oh, drops a pile like of papers right in into the, the CNN building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, silly me. Won't somebody please help me pick these up? <laughs> That's what I assume Democrats sound like. That's Yeah, that's the 78-year-old Democrat from Maine. <laughs> um, yes, so that is what's going on. And now Congress um, took a, 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 like a non-legally blind, binding motion. It was kind of just like an opinion motion that they say the Attorney General should release everything in the report just so everybody has all the information and there's, there's not going to be anything hidden. And that was passed unanimously by both sides. Oh, both sides of the aisle. In Congress, yeah. Oh, okay. And so Republicans want to see this as well. The Republicans want to see it and they want the public to see it because, OK, so there will be no further indictments in terms of people being charged for crimes to do with the Mueller report. Um, he's done. OK, so, yeah, Mueller is kind of dusting his hands, closing down shop. Pretty much. Part of his career. OK. He's always referred to as a sheriff. So I guess you could say kind of he's trotting off into the sunset now. Right. And an indictment is just when they accuse someone. Yes, exactly. And, OK. All right. And then it's up to the attorney general and the Department of Justice if they want to actually prosecute them then. Right. Which has happened many times. So there's been there's been lots and lots of people involved with the Trump campaign who have received sentences. Paul Manafort, mm-hmm. Michael Cohen, um, Michael Flynn, who was temporarily the the national security advisor. Like there's there has been lots, lots and mm-hmm. lots and lots of people. Um the big question now is if there is something in the report that is incriminating to Donald Trump, there is a problem because technically the president cannot be charged with a crime while he's in office. Okay. How malleable is that? Because like All like, the way to shooting someone in the head. So, if a sitting president shot someone in the head... Yeah, you'd have to go through other means to try and remove them from office before you could charge them. Right. You would have to... You'd have to impeach them, or impeach you, them. Go, it's not very presidential to shoot people in the head. Precisely that that may count as high crimes and misdemeanors according to the Constitution. And the right. It may. May, <laughs> may. It depends on who he shot. We're lo- okay, we're looking we're, we're looking into it right now, but we've got a strong feeling that that's not cool. <laughs> this vote may pass just by the skin of its teeth. <laughs> it, say, it says here in the Constitution that shooting people in the head is not very chill, not very Mr. Chill. President. Well, you see, Vice President Burr shot Hamilton, so it has happened before. And that wasn't chill. <laughs> that wasn't chill. Um, he, the, the, it's only the president now that is, that is free from crime. If the vice president was to shoot someone in the head, they could be tried and arrested. Right. Okay. It's just, like, there's, there is like a, there's a jurisprudence is like the theory of law idea that lawyers have to go through. There is a thing about the president is not, he can't be separated from the state. 
Mm-hmm. So what he does essentially is what America is doing. And you can't try a country because it's a country. Right. It doesn't act like that. Okay. So it would be like you can't arrest the president for starting a war because right, okay. it's America. So equally you can't or, or for a policy because it's that's what the president is there for. He's there to make executive decisions on behalf of the government of the United States of America. Right. So it's kind of like a little bit of leeway. Um, that's what, But then also you can't let them away with anything. So that's why they put in things like... Um, Impeachment and the Twenty Fifth Amendment, which is if you if you determine that they're not fit for office anymore. Yeah. So probably if a president shot someone in the head, you could probably determine that they're mad, and you could get yeah. the cabinet to remove them with the with the support okay. of Congress. So, but we're not talking about shooting people in the head, or at least we we don't think we are right now. I, I mean, unless Mueller, Mueller found the gun and the body of whoever Trump said he could shoot on Fifth Avenue and still make loads of votes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's page one or maybe two of the report. Um, but we're no. dealing probably with with stuff that's 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 um, more of a grey area. Then. Well, um, very so specifically, I- this report is an investigation into foreign involvement, uh, far, foreign manipulation of the 2016 presidential campaign. Yeah, that is that is what this report is setting out to to investigate. And part of the indictments were a bunch of Russians. So it's pretty much guaranteed that the report will say, yes, Russia got itself involved in the campaign. Mm-hmm. And then the question of collusion, mm-hmm. which is which, is, again, in itself is not actually a criminal offense. Um, collusion is more just like a bad thing you can do, mm-hmm. kind of like. Um, I was going to say littering, but littering is a criminal offense. <laughs> you can get fined for that. So yeah, um, you can't get fined for collusion. It's not as bad as littering, is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> but if you litter, some proof that you are colluding to do even more littering with then Putin. with with Putin. Then where does that fall? Maybe that's going to be in the report. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's maybe page three. So the other question now is that. Even if even if Trump wasn't president and Mueller didn't find anything that would count as a criminal act or an indictable offence, but he's found other stuff that's kind of bad, does that mean that they should be kept secret because you would basically be slandering him anyway, almost as if he was being found guilty? Right. It's like the kind of thing, like if you if you get tried for something in court and you get found not guilty, but if, if your entire closet of skeletons and all your dirty underwear gets brought out into the public view during yeah. the public court case, you're, you're going to be a, 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 a tarnished person at the end of it anyway. Yeah, but I feel like someone who holds the highest office in the land... Well, yeah, that's the yeah, debate. ...kind of kind of has to be held accountable. Yeah. So if he's done a bunch of shitty grey area things in the lead up to it, even if they don't fall under technical definitions of whatever... It should of be whatever. known. That's your of whatever. That's the, uh, uh, the law or whatever. <laughs> this is Barrister Richie's legal opinion. <laughs> yeah, I just, <laughs> I did say that shooting some of the head wasn't chill. So I think I've got the, the jargon down pat. Do you, I assume you want to see everything released. Yes, I would. I think the best thing to do is to just release it whenever the Attorney General has done whatever legal things he needs to do with it. It might yeah. uh, that, that might take a couple of days or a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, From a purely televisual standpoint, <laughs> I, I want to hear like see it just as like a good like season finale to you know America. Yeah, and it'll be like just the the next and next time on America. Yeah, exactly. Twenty twenty elections. <laughs> that's but that's what it feels like a little bit, and this would yeah. be a good juicy plot point. Yeah. So I hope that happens. Um, uh, what are the odds right now? Like how how do you feel about it? I honestly don't know. I don't really know much about this attorney general. Um, he did, he was saying some crazy stuff about the power of the president and how he basically should be untouchable by from special counsels. But at the same time, he's also a really really old school dude. He was I think he was attorney general for Bush one. Oh, so he's been he's been around a while. Yeah. And ultimately, these these old dudes who work for Trump generally tend to not follow his mad shtick, and that's why they always get fired by him. Mm. So. 
there is a chance that he's going to go off and, and do the right thing in terms of releasing everything. Mm. And then it'll be up to Congress um, to decide if they want to take it further in terms of further investigations from the Democratic House or impeachment. Yeah, and I assume they will because it's a democratic controlled Congress currently. Um, uh, Nancy Pelosi, the leader of the Democrats in Congress, has already said that she doesn't think anything that comes up in the Mueller report will be worthwhile chasing impeachment for. She thinks the okay. best way to beat Trump is 2020. Yeah. And I would actually, I would agree. Yeah, with that. you've gotten record saying that before that the best way yeah. to do it is just, you know, the boring normal way. Yeah. Take of him a, down. Of an know. election. Yeah. Pick yeah. a good candidate, beat him on the policies, and win a vote. Yeah, don't don't give him any sort of fodder for firing uh, back. If you if you give him an impeachment trial, it'll just be it'll double down on his base and maybe even grab a few more independents and allow him to do it. Do what he did again. Do what he did again, indeed. Yeah, keep an eye on our our, our social handles on Twitter and Instagram. We'll we'll make sure to post as soon as stuff starts happening mm-hmm. on, on on that front. But also, you know, look at the real news sites too. Yes. Okay. Fine. You're probably going to get it quicker from them anyway. We need to we need time to copy and paste things. <laughs> But for our next story, we do mm. actually have boots on the ground reporting. But, yeah, real, real. It brings a correspondent, Richie Nolan, back at it again, hitting the streets, hitting them hard. Um, I went to the march. I went to the um, to the uh, uh, put it to the people march. I didn't even know there was one. Did you not? No. Well, I live in Dublin. Well, that's true. Yeah, you're not going to see many of the signs, are you? <laughs> Calling for people to. They had actual like out of home campaigns. So when you're on the tube, they had. Um, Billboards and stuff with the date and, you know, the organizers are called Put It To The People and they paid for a bunch of out-of-home stuff calling for people to march on mm. um, Saturday 23rd, which they did in fucking record numbers. Their estimates, it's kind of hard to prove these things, you know, because how do you count? Oh, <laughs> you yeah. just like go around, do a roll call. But it, it, they reckon it's about, the organizers uh, reckon it's about a million people, um, which is huge. I think a the last one was... bajillion people. <laughs> they said a squillion people. <laughs> and then when pressed for an actual number, they said a million. <laughs> but that, that that's huge like the, the last Brexit one I think was like 700,000 people which again is loads um, but this was even more and it puts it on par with um, the Stop the War March mm. which was back in 2003 which I think hit a, hit a similar number um, but also it must be said didn't actually stop any war right yeah exactly but you know <laughs> but you know shut up Steve <laughs> but, but shut up Steve people were still arriving in Parliament Square like up to five hours after the march began. Like Jesus. it was so many people. London is not built to uh, accommodate that many people in one spot smoothly. And that's kind of part of the point, right? Like when Kate and I went there, the tube stop that w- we went to Green Park, which is one of the closest stops to the gathering point. And we got there just as they were shutting down the tube stop because there's just too many people. Like people were stuck on the platforms trying to queue out to get out to join the, the march. Fuck. Like the, the tail end of the march was going down onto the platform of the tube and we had to kind of go out a back way. Mm. Um, but that's like the point, right? It's You hear people complaining about the inconvenience, but you know, yeah. the whole point is to shake things up a bit and, and make a statement with it. Yeah. it. It seemed to go pretty well. Like there was no major kerfuffles, no, no, nothing too dramatic in terms of, you know, violent displays or acts of terrorism, nothing, nothing like that. It went pretty smoothly. Uh, Wait, spe- you, you sound disappointed. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just there <laughs> raring to go. <laughs> I no. got my looting hands. <laughs> I brought along my, my sound recorder, so I might put in a little bit of just like the sounds of the chanting and that kind of thing.
speakers at the rally, um, there's a bunch, uh, included Labour's deputy leader Tom Watson, Nicholas Sturgeon was there, uh, Sadiq Khan, and a few others. Nicholas Sturgeon, she was quoted as saying, um, now was like the moment of maximum opportunity, quote unquote, to avoid a no-deal Brexit. Which, it does kind of feel that way, and correct me if, if, if you feel differently over there, but right now, it kind of feels like there's like, we're at a teetering point, like teetering on the precipice of like a big, great yawning void before the mm. UK. And everyone's just collectively perched on the last piece of stable land, leading forward in a diver's pose. Um, and we're, but we're still like not moving forward or backwards to the status quo, just kind of li- li- lingering there. Okay, how about instead of talking in metaphors, we actually talk about what's going on because we haven't done that yet. Okay, let's talk about what's going on then. So May's deal has been put to a, a parliamentary vote twice and it's been rejected twice. Mm-hmm. So that's not great. And I mean, it's, uh, it's not just May's deal. It's the deal that she negotiated as the prime minister and that therefore the UK government with the EU in terms right, of yeah. it being like a temporary withdrawal agreement that they would use to build a, a bigger, more comprehensive deal yeah, over exactly. a couple of years. We, we've spoken about it on the, on the, the show yeah. before during her previous attempts. And it hasn't changed. What it's it, no, exactly, it hasn't changed. And to that point, um, the speaker made a bit of a, 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 a landmark ruling, would it be said? Because there wasn't really much precedent for this. But he's basically come out and said... How dare you? 1640. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I forgot about 1640. But uh, basically come out and said that she can't put the same deal forward unless there is substantial changes. Yeah, to it. it's um, the, the, the structures of UK politics are changing and changing rapidly. And part of that is that it looks like Parliament is, is, is taking control to an extent it really hasn't ever had in modern politics where the Speaker of the House, who's meant to just be someone in a fully funny robe that stands up and goes, shouts order. Orda! I actually decided that if I get another dog soon, I'm going to call him Orda. Oh. <laughs> just so I can shout it in the park. Orda! Um, I was actually, I was watching Prime Minister's Questions and John Burko was trying to, um, was trying to silence people to explain. He's like, the question will be heard. Is nobody what he says. But this time he was like giving out to someone specifically and as he was doing, he was like, and then, you know, you can't keep on, like, Orda! And then it's like, Orda! He just kept on like twitching to the side going, Orda! <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the same deal, and he says that it can't happen again without significant changes. The EU have decided there will be no more significant changes. The deal is the deal is the deal. Yeah. yeah. But they have given the UK a bit more time to get their shit together. They've got a bit of an extension, all right. Um, so it's not this Friday. It was going to be this Friday. Yeah. If if if, if the vote does go ahead, uh, May's deal, and May's deal is approved by MPs next week, the EU have agreed to extend Brexit until the 22nd of May. If it's not and no alternative plan is put forward, then um, I think it's the 12th of April. And that's a very specific date for a very specific reason, because that is the last legal day that the UK has to organise European Union parliamentary elections. Right. Which, if they haven't left the EU by the time you get to June, they really should have. Right, yeah. So if it's extended beyond that, they would have to take part in that. Um, It's a grey area, but the EU would say yes. Right. It seems like an exercise in futility, but okay. But, you know, it's democracy and stuff. That's true, yeah. There's a lot of like, that in it. You know the way uh, when you vote for something and you have to go through with it and you shouldn't have a big march with a million people giving out about it? You should just do it. That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed my mind on Brexit recently, I, actually. I can see that. You're joking, right? No. No? No, I 100% think that you can't have a second vote until you've actually enacted 
the first. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought I thought you meant like your idea of Brexit, the idea of Brexit in the first place. Well, no, it still means Britain leaving the European Union. I haven't changed my opinion on that. Like, I don't think it means the new Spider-Man movie. <laughs> No, you, know? you know what I mean. He would have voted. <laughs> God, imagine if it didn't mean the new Spider-Man movie. Uh, oh. But so you're you're not for a, a second a second referendum? No, not well. Uh, maybe a year or two after they have the chaos of brexiting, then right. they can ask to rejoin. And I mean that would be awful because they would have to rejoin as a new member, and most countries they would not get any of the benefits that they had before. But it's still oh, it's like losing your your save game data when you're playing the video game. You have to start from scratch. You have to go back to the tutorial level. Yeah, precisely. You don't have your you don't have your amazing Charizard and Dragonite anymore. You have to go back and and pick a Bulbasaur like a dweeb. <laughs> um, it's now you're yeah. speaking my language. Actually, sorry. When I was at the march, uh, and I put a couple of pictures of these up on our Instagram, if you want to check them out, and there were some really great protest signs. Uh, there was one little sad kid who was holding up a small sign, and it just said, "I'm missing Pokemon Go Community Day for this." And I was like, no, this is too, this is too close to home. <laughs> this far and no further. <laughs> this few, poor child. There was like grannies for Brexit as well, or grannies against Brexit, wasn't there? Uh, there? There was, yeah, yeah, grannies against Brexit. I, mean, um, I can't wait for them to lead the revolution. Yeah, it's great. There's a, check, check it out on Instagram. There's a, there was a bunch of great signs. There's some Hamilton uh, goofs in there as well, which are great. Oh yeah, that was a good one. They actually like wrote a whole song. Lin <laughs> <laughs> Manuel was the just there rapping away. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, in terms of the actual practical politics of what's happening, um, I think I can sum it up by saying, there's a fucking little. There's there's four options, right? So there's four clear choices that, according to Theresa May, that she she sent out a letter to MPs on Friday saying, hey, there's four clear choices. This is what they are. One, approving her deal next week, mm-hmm. um, which again relies on Common Speaker and Larry to put the MPs uh, to vote again. Two is asking for another extension before 12th of April, which would mean the UK would have to take part in elections for European Parliament or, you know, that grey area we talked about. Uh, three is revoking Article 50 and cancelling Brexit, which she said would, you know, betray the referendum and is not something they've ever, she has ever really wanted to, to, to entertain. And then the last one is leaving with no deal. So they're yeah. like the four things that can happen. So that's what's like before us right now. But and to your point, I don't know. You don't, which, do you, which do you think is going to happen? Uh, I would say maybe right now they vote on the deal and push it through. Mm. I think. So John Burko finds a precedent from 1722 that says, yeah. oh no, wait, actually. There's some small change that could be considered quote unquote substantial and it gets pushed through for fear of an actual hard no deal Brexit. Oh, and or, we also or, found this other bit that says we get to catapult Nigel Farage into the, <laughs> into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> they, or they do another extension and this whole thing just gets pushed down the, 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 the timeline again. But I, get, I don't know. That's just me. I don't know. I, the, EU, ignorance. the EU would not give them another extension. Yeah. On, yeah, it would be like... There would have to be some sort of... Conceit. It would be a two-year extension and it would involve elections and stuff. And yeah. that would be pretty chaotic for the UK political system that would oh. like the follow on from that would have to be at like a general election an entire new like government coming in yeah because even today um, there was rumours that the cabinet are some people in the cabinet are trying to oust May and put someone else in charge mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people that think that um, the deal could pass if May wasn't the one that was pushing it right people are just sick of her um, yeah. she has I think has proven herself to be a very bad politician, just not good. <laughs> um, she brought that, that speech last week where she basically attacked Parliament and just drove them bananas trying to say, I'm with you, the people, against 
and all these parliament parliamentarians are the ones trying to stop all this. She's a fucking MP. She's in parliament. She <laughs> you should, are literally a member of parliament. She should not be be stirring up the shit like that to try and fucking square off the this this ridiculous idea of the people in quotation marks. Like, who the fuck are the people? We're all people. Who is it? Like the, the gerbils against us? Like what is the alternative <gasps> to that? Mm. Yeah, no, I just think that she's done a fucking terrible job, and I really am looking forward to her not being in charge anymore. But then the contrary to that is like, who else is going to do it? Yeah, there is no real forerunner. Maybe Michael Gove, but like he's got his problems as well. Yeah. As in, uh, we're not, he may be a load of gerbils in a Michael Gove costume. Oh, that's the best we can hope right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the Brexit train just keeps chucking along and who knows again, it might go off a cliff tomorrow or maybe the next day or whatever. We'll keep talking about it until it stops. It'll never stop. Which, which it'll probably never will. It'll never stop. Uh, uh, so I think I think that's that's about it, really. I don't know. Did um, we actually teach anybody anything? Oh no! But sure, that's it's impossible to teach anyone about anything with it when it comes to Brexit. I think we learned potentially the correct way of saying Mueller or the wrong way or the wrong way. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought we could end on a on a, a fun little a fun little impromptu segment. I um put up on Instagram whether people had any questions around um, the, the Mueller report or around Brexit. I only just did it right before we started recording, so didn't get a huge amount of responses, but I did get a lot of responses from Jer, friend of the show, <laughs> and I thought maybe we could feel some of those questions now. Before um, you go into this, actually, um, just a Jer-related story. Do you remember in our live show, you mm. played the recording of Jer commenting on me doing my flip? Yeah. People have legitimately thought that I did the flip, and that was actual <laughs> No footage. way! Yeah. That's how good your sound design is, Richie. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, yeah, sorry, that was in the continue. episode following our, following our live show. We we we, we faked the. Um, you uh, say Steve. we've. Yeah, you weren't involved at all. <laughs> you faked. <laughs> you very rarely are involved with these stupid things. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Jer had a bunch of questions. Um, no, question one: Is there any connection between Robert Mueller and Mueller Crunch Corners? So this is assuming the alternative uh, pronunciation of of Mueller's uh, last name. No, because we've already established that it's a different pronunciation. Next question. Uh, next question: How come nobody ever talks about Brentrance government conspiracy? What's Brentrance? Uh, <laughs> my brain is slow. Uh, third question: Does the Mueller report have any information about why Trump never talks about Brentrans? <laughs> I mean, that's yet to be decided. We we don't know yet, Jer. It could could be there. Uh, there's so many questions here. I'm going to skip a bunch of them. Jesus, Jer. <laughs> uh, another question: Should dogs vote? It's just a question. Yes. Uh, I think our, our we we have a uh, Jerry. You're a fan of the show. You should know this. We are long supporters of uh, canine suffrage. So. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Not, think, we're think before you ask. canine suffering and pro-canine suffrage. Canine suffrage, yes, that we've gotten into trouble with Peter for that one before. But I am also vice president of the Feck the Felines campaign, so. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Who would you rather be right now, Trump or May? Oh, shit, that's a good question. Uh, Donald Trump, because he's just so oblivious to how much of a shit he is, but Theresa May knows everyone hates her. It's like it's not a question. Would you rather be like um, stupid and happy or smart and unhappy? <laughs> I don't know, Richie. What's that like? Oh, shush. <laughs> uh, Who would you rather fight in a cage match, Trump or May? Trump. Theresa uh, May would bite your ankles off. That's true. Yes, Trump would be very sluggish. But I feel like it'd be it'd be fighting a big um, sack full of of cream. <laughs> you can punch it all you want, but it's not. <laughs> I can't do you just your hands get more and more orange. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who would you rather have a portrait hanging above your bed, Trump or May? 
and, and then the last one uh, who's better in bed Trump or May so I don't know we don't have to answer these I feel like we can put these to the people on Instagram Richie I, I want you to answer the last question you didn't answer any questions who's better in bed it has to be May right well, uh, your logic behind this she's not Trump <laughs> I think a lot of the cases is that like you'd pick May because she's not she's Trump. not Trump. <laughs> like, she's a human at least. <laughs> not an orange sack of whipped cream. Yeah, I thought. Oh, they're, they're thank you, Jared. They are all great questions. Uh, great being in quotes. Jared, um, buy, buy a new video game, Jared. You're clearly very bored. <laughs> uh, but all of this serves a good point of that we are trying to interact with people more on Instagram. So if you're not following us on Instagram. Please jump on there. We're constantly posting up polls. I've got all the the some of the signs from uh, the march put up there. Steve's put puts up stuff from Hercules and Ted, our production assistant puppies on the show. So there's lots of good reasons to go follow us there. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Just to plug your, you want to plug your charity thing again, just at the end. Yes, if you want to help donate to the Irish Cancer Society, which the money will go towards researching cancer of all kinds. So it's not just Irish cancer we're trying to stop, it's also all the other cancers too. Um, They're good uh, like that. You can donate, yeah, the Irish are great. You can donate at Just Giving and the link will be in the show notes. Amazing. Great stuff. I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, We're part of Head Stuff. Oh yeah, we're part of Head Stuff. Proud part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Check out, uh, there'll be a link to Head Stuff in the show notes. We will have a new regular episode next Tuesday. Yes, yes you will. Not this Tuesday, the Tuesday after. I think that's it though. Um, thanks for listening uh, I'm going to go call Jared just see is he okay just like <laughs> <laughs> he's really struggling with some issues at the moment you know <laughs> these questions these are big questions for a man to think about on his own on a Sunday afternoon alright Steve take care yeah I'm going to go hang my uh, my portrait that I just purchased of one of those two over my bed <sighs> find out next time on Dragon Ball Z cliffhanger oh I miss Dragon Ball Z do you? no okay. <laughs> bye <laughs>